You're listening to West of Middle East, a podcast about changemakers from the Middle East diaspora living in the West. I'm your host, Shuka Kalantari. In each episode, we hear from Middle Eastern immigrants and first-generation Americans who make it their careers to create positive change. West of Middle East is created by the Neda Nobari Foundation, an organization supporting dynamic projects in pursuit of social justice. We change the narrative about what the Middle Eastern diaspora contributes to the West. We go beyond stereotypes to create a cultural bridge. In season one of West of Middle East, we begin to build this bridge in California. In this episode, we go to the Hollywood Hills. We hear from a first-generation Iraqi-American actress who uses her platform in Hollywood to show millennials a different side of women and Arabs on television. I get to represent something I think is important, giving out it, like ideas of positivity and help, and then more specifically to young women. Most people that watch my shows or know who I am are younger people. That's Alia Shaukat. She played the character Maybe Fiunke in the TV show Arrested Development. The series won six Emmys. Alia starred in Arrested Development when she was 14 years old. Now she's 27 and has been in dozens of TV shows and movies, the most recent being the TBS show Search Party. Alia plays Dory, a millennial who learns about her own self-worth when she starts searching for a missing person at her school. And through her own self-discovery of this, like, mystery, she starts to gain self-assurance again and feel confident again and make choices that are right for her. I guess there's not a lot of stories about female characters and self-discovery. Not really. Not, not enough that are, I think, well done, like, honestly. It's just important to, to do honest interpretations of what girls are actually struggling with instead of making it seem like it's all easy if you look the certain way. You know, I'm tired of seeing roles where these women are, you know, perfect looking because we've told you it's perfect looking and their whole life is fine. There's nothing wrong with their life because they're good looking. When Alia first tried to make it in Hollywood, she got rejected. Agents said Alia was too ethnic looking. Alia has short curly black hair and dark eyes. She's about average height with lighter skin and a lot of freckles. She gets the freckles from her mom, a California girl of Irish and Norwegian descent. The dark hair and eyes she gets from her dad, an Iraqi immigrant born in Baghdad. And she's beautiful, though not in your typical Hollywood way. Alia wants to show girls there's no such thing as too ethnic looking in America. The kind of blind side is that people think the best kind of story to tell is one that's relatable, so they're like, well, we just cast the prettiest, like, white, you know, someone who looks like American. And the truth is, which we've come to realize a lot more now, is American actually isn't white. There'll be, there'll be less white people than others soon. Ali and I are talking at her house in the Hollywood Hills. She gives me a tour and shows me her artist nook, where she does her paintings, some of which have been in galleries across the U.S. and France. She also shows me a framed photograph of her grandfather, the actor Paul Burke. That's my grandfather. That's my dad's mom. He's from New Orleans. Uh, an amazing guy. He had two big shows in like the 50s, 60s. The one below with the shooting is from a show called Naked City. Um, Alia's grandfather taught her all about jazz music when she was a kid. That's why she has a big grand piano in the middle of her living room. Alia plays and sings jazz, 
sometimes at clubs in New Orleans, her grandfather's hometown. Here's Alia singing jazz with her friend's band, the New Orleans Swamp Donkeys. When I met with Alia, she was heading back to New Orleans the next day to shoot a film and maybe play some more music. Earlier in the month, Alia was in New York. She travels a lot. But Alia's never been to her father's homeland, Iraq. Her dad doesn't think it's safe for her to visit there after the war. Alia says the closest she ever got to Iraq was when she went to Jordan to film the indie movie May in the Summer. Everyone was like treated like family, like right away, which is, I reminds me a lot of like my family, you know, how they treat my friends and stuff. There's no like pleasantries. They're just like, you eat, like you're welcomed. And there's a lot of cultures like that. But Arabs are so much like that. They're such a loving, um, welcoming people. Like my home is your home right away. Alia just got back from a weekend with her Arab family the night before. She says she's been learning to cook from her Iraqi grandmother, Bibi. Alia doesn't speak Arabic and Bibi doesn't speak English. But through hand gestures, her grandmother's teaching her how to cook Iraqi food. Everything's so simple. Nothing's written down. She's not like two teaspoons of this. She just like shows me in her hand. She's like, hmm, like that. This is it. She makes meklama, which is like a great breakfast dish, just like ground turkey and onions and tomato with eggs that I can make, but it still doesn't taste like hers exactly. You know, I just got to like do it with her a bunch of times. Alia thought of Bibi, her grandmother, on the night of November 8th, 2016, when the result of the 45th U.S. presidential election was announced. Alia isn't religious, but Bibi is Muslim and an immigrant. Alia was scared that rhetoric would turn into reality. I felt lonely in a way I never felt before. Um, I felt like a friend had died, you know, a good friend or family member. It was like that kind of thing where you're like, it's just hit with you and there's nothing you can do to kind of avoid it. Obviously it was like really, you know, upsetting for so many reasons. I called my dad and I was like kind of freaking out, just like being like, what's gonna happen to Bibi? What's gonna happen to Bibi? And he was like, he's not going to do anything. He has no power, all this stuff. What were you thinking could happen to Bibi? That they would take, you know, Muslims. <laughs> She's an American. She has a passport, but, uh, and send them back. Like, my fear was that they would take Muslim families and, and return them to a place that's no longer even their home. Alia doesn't look Arab. I mean, she has freckles. And this ethnic ambiguity sometimes gives Alia a window into other people's xenophobia about the Middle East. They don't know Alia is first-generation Iraqi. Being first-generation, I kind of see a little bit more of what people, like I have more of an opinion of how people view Arabs here, you know, and, and being younger and not necessarily seen as an Arab right away, I get to like live in this like protected bubble, you know, but then like I have like very liberal, smart friends who on every account we agree on. And then when it comes to the Muslim religion, they're still like, but all Muslims are terrorists. These are smart, like smart people. I was like, well, the fact alone that ISIS has killed more Muslims than any other group should be enough of a point for you. But also it's just so uh, closed-minded because, I mean, there's just always like a new version that's going to be the bad guys in movies. You know what I mean? It's like the Chinese, and then it's the Russians, and now it's just Arabs for days. Like, for every decade, there's going to be Arabs in movies. That's why when Alia does take Arab roles, she makes sure she's not feeding into any stereotypes. Like in her indie film, Amrika, about a first-generation Palestinian family and their struggles in the U.S. 
it's not about necessarily changing their minds. It's about allowing them to see a different perspective. And that's why movies, entertainment, you know, TV have, you know, value, not all of it, but like it's an important role because you are showing an alternative uh, side, a character, somebody else. And I think it's such a powerful medium to give people empathy. You have a chance to fall for someone without the judgment. Hopefully you forget what you were told this person was when you first walked in, or your instant judgment when you saw the photo. Alia says she chooses characters that show that women of all shapes, sizes, and ethnicities can be beautiful, successful, and productive Americans. Yeah, I just want to encourage like focus and self-worth, I think are just like really important tools. And when people have that, they can do anything they want. Making it big in Hollywood isn't easy, especially as a woman, even more as an Arab-American woman. But Alia Shawkat has made it. She's doing pretty well. And she's grateful. Alia believes with gratitude comes responsibility. And for Alia, that responsibility is to portray girls from all backgrounds as strong and independent. And it's a responsibility to show her audience that American cinema can also be about diversity and diasporas. You've been listening to West of Middle East. You can hear more episodes about changemakers from the Middle East diaspora at westofmiddleeast.org. If you like what you heard, rate us on iTunes. Our podcast is created by the Neda Nobari Foundation, a group supporting dynamic projects in pursuit of social justice. Seth Samuel is our engineer. Music is composed by Logo Ramin Torkian and Azam Ali. The recording of Alia Shawkat singing with the New Orleans Swamp Donkeys is courtesy of Mark Pagani. Our reporter and producer is me, Shuka Kalantari. If you have suggestions for what you'd like to hear on season two of West of Middle East, or want to share your thoughts about what you heard just now, email us at comments at westofmiddleeast.org. <laughs>